0: Hi, my name is Haley Grove and welcome to Dear Dance. I'm a professional dancer living in New York City and I'm searching for balance in and out of the studio. I think experiencing your life and nurturing all your creative passions ultimately enhances a dance career. So I'm speaking to inspiring performers and industry professionals about their relationship with dance and their other passions outside of the performing arts world. I'm connecting with dancers who decorate cookies, develop their own film, build websites, make candles, teach fitness, write poetry, and people who are changing the fabric of our industry all while dancing their butts off professionally. I'm on a mission to discover the keys to a long creative career, so let's take this journey together, advancing our dance careers, expanding our creativity, and experiencing all the joy this life has to offer. Hello everyone. Welcome back. Happy New Year. That's what I'm trying to say. This is the first episode of 2022. I can't believe it's 2022. That's nuts. Um I'm so excited for my guest today. I knew she had to be the first first guest of 2022 because she just has the best energy, the best mindset is like an icon literally like a legend. She just creates the coolest stuff so the guest today is the amazing the incredible buttons um and I just like my my old roommate and my friend from high school is not a dancer right now. She is she was a dancer growing up, and she's like Buttons' biggest fan. Natalie uh, loves Buttons. We watch all of her concept videos on our TV. And when she was living here, like I just ugh, I couldn't even pick a video to share with you guys because not only is she an amazing creative person and makes her own just like iconic videos she's always booked and busy and doing everything under the sun commercials like tv everything like she's just everywhere so I did pick a section from her reel because I was like I just need to show variety so let's hype her up let's watch the amazing buttons all right let's go because this is a podcast you can't see the video but trust me, it is great. After the episode, make sure you head over to Essentially Haley on YouTube or Deer Dance Pod on Instagram so you can check it out. But while I have you here, let's hear from our sponsor. I am so excited to share a new sponsor with the Deer Dance family. If you've been here for a while, you know I love tea. And in the past few years, I've really gotten into ice matcha lattes. However, it is not a great idea to pump your body full of sugary caffeine five times a day. Did you know nutritional experts recommend refraining from caffeine six hours before going to bed? As dancers, it is vital that we take care of our health, so I was super jazzed when Sami Tea reached out about being a sponsor. Sami Tea is organic edible green sencha powder, and sencha powder is full of antioxidants and has a fraction of the caffeine found in matcha. This is because it's grown in full sunlight. The whole green tea leaf is ground into a fine powder that you can easily use to make a nutritional, low-in-caffeine drink. Samee Tea has a range of products including roasted brown rice powder which is a great alternative for coffee, organic green sencha powder, and a water-processed decaf version. I've been loving the decaf sencha tea when I get home from work with some oat milk and a little honey and I even have one of those little frother things. It is so delicious. Visit groundgreentea.com referrals and follow the steps to create your account. Choose my picture and order some green tea today. You will get loyalty points and an additional 5% discount every time you shop. Check out the link in the show notes to read more about Kiyomi and her incredible company and get a discount on your order of Samee tea. If you purchase through my link, you will help support the show while adding a tasty nutritional drink to your life. Like what? I don't know. She just like is everything I want to be in more, and, like, exudes confidence, exudes just, like, the way she looks in the camera. I just, I can't get enough. I'm obsessed, um, and I'm just so excited to have her here. So, without further ado, let's bring her on with a big round of applause. Let's get applause. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Welcome!
1: Wow, what a welcome. I I feel so...
0: It's special. <laughs> you are, I'm seriously obsessed with you. Um thank you for being here. Happy New Year. Thanks, <laughs> hey
1: girl. You too. Um
0: so, our craft for today cuz we got to start with a the craft. These cute little origami stars. I don't know if mm-hmm. oops, I don't know if they're like actually called lucky stars, but that's what the YouTube video that I watched to learn how to make them called them. And I've always wanted to know, oh wow they're alive. You're I've always none. wanted to know. Yeah, <laughs> it is actually just like um, a weapon. It's how to make a weapon. Um, uh-huh. I've always wanted to know how to make them and it's actually pretty easy. And let's see if I remember how to do it. So we have strips of paper. Got cut, it. On it. Cut a hot dog length, not hamburger ways, if people <laughs> know that. Um, and so the first thing we need to do is Is we need to, like, kind of make a little knot. Let's see if I'm doing this the right way. I think you do a knot, like, over, over here. So, like, I tied a knot in the paper. And try not to have too much of the tail coming out. Okay, so we're not
1: doing this halfway down. We're going, like, a third in.
0: Yeah, like, I would say, like, as close to the top as possible. Okay. And you want to make it, like... So that it is, what is this shape? Is it a, what's the shape when it's like five sides? I want to say it's a pentagon. That, yes, 100%. Not nice. only are you an amazing dancer, you're a genius of shapes. She's a mathematician. Yeah. Um, is that okay. tragic or? That looks is really that... good to me. Okay,
1: this is what mine sick. looks
0: like. It's not really so even because my paper is yeah. not even. Which I'm realizing is a uh, part of the important thing that probably we needed to do. Cut paper nope. correctly. But you know what, Here we we're are. just like learning. <laughs> so I think you can just keep folding it until you have like just a little bit and then you can tuck it in. I know I've done it twice correctly. Okay. So like I kind of just folded it all up. It kind of looks like an <laughs> oyster cracker.
1: Oh, so this is correct what I'm doing. Mm. But you know
0: what? Part of why I do the crafts is because mm-hmm. I need practice trying not to be perfect. And like oh, I think you know a lot what? of dancers have that issue of like obsessing oh. over getting things right. Oh, so yeah, that's I why up. I like to force myself to do things that I'm bad at like this.
1: My Yeah, no, there's a star that wants to shine in mine. I don't know if you can see. We'll just
0: pretend that it's this one that I made earlier and see. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, so well, basically,
1: we, you you we, just keep folding and rotating where you're folding. Yeah, I, I, I know what's supposed to, to happen.
0: You have to, I think, make sure you hit every part of the pentagon. I think that's mm. the key. I think we killed it. I'm gonna throw it and make it a cat toy. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's very into this. Uh, <laughs> so amazing. Okay, let's talk dance. You're from Queens. Yes. Originally born. Born and raised, Queens, amazing. Born and
1: raised, baby. Uh, one of my best friends, Charnel, makes fun of me all the time. Cause I'm always like, Queens, represent. Born and raised. You know I'm from Queens. And she's like, relax, bro. We get it. I feel <laughs> like that's I a common thing.
0: That's a, like every dancer I know from Queens is, one, like very talented. And two, goes hard for Queens. Like, yeah, you have to, I think. I feel like think.
1: the underappreciated, well, not the underappreciated borough because, Staten Island doesn't exist, and then, uh, you know, all these other places, whatever, but um, I feel like when you hear about dance in New York, all you hear is Manhattan, but there's so much talent, and there's so many dancers that are out in Queens, but no one likes to travel to Queens, I don't really know why, I guess it's less, obviously it's less accessible, and there's, it's not as much of a epicenter for stuff as Manhattan, but
0: yeah, Queens people, we go hard because... Yeah, Pride baby. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And how did you start dancing? Were you like one of these like little kids in the tap jazz ballet scene? No. No. So
1: <laughs> I from when I was little, little, I never danced. Um as I got older and all of the iconic dance movies started to come out, I was in elementary school when Showing my age, baby I was in elementary school when Step Up And all those things and Well, not maybe Step Up, maybe that was high school I don't really remember, but um, America's Best Dance Crew And So You Think You Can Dance were coming out at that time And I was just enamored Um, I can't say that I was like when I was little, there are videos of me like dancing to Britney Spears in like my living room and everything. Like probably every other kid, but like I wasn't the little kid who was like learning the choreography on TV. But when I saw dance crews, I think, I wanted to be in a dance crew so bad. And I honestly wanted to be a B girl more than anything. And then in the eighth grade I had my older sister come with me because everyone in my class knew I wanted to be a dancer and this girl came up to me and she was like they're going to have, like, a b-boy session at the the Flushing YMCA. Like, it's free. You should go. It's Saturday. And, like, in my head, this was, like, the event, like, in the movie that was, like, oh, like, this is where I enter the dance world. And I dragged my big sister to take me because I couldn't go there alone. And it was, like, I entered the Flushing YMCA, and it was just, like, a thousand sweaty boys just, like, in, like, the attic of the YMCA. It was all wood floors and, like, everyone was doing like power moves or just like working on their freezes and I had no idea how to do any of it but I was like this is sick and then I tried to do like I couldn't do anything and I was like (laughs) and that was that encounter was like maybe I don't want to be a b-girl because I am actually afraid of being upside down and have no upper body strength whatsoever I was also like a chunky little kid and I ended up obviously going into choreography but um but yeah i did not dance as a child like as a young child at all eighth grade was where i knew i wanted to be a dancer and then i was like obsessed in high school um i started dancing in like the after school clubs like there was a hip-hop club and they taught like little pieces of choreography i joined the west african club because or maybe no i joined the african-american heritage club because they taught like um west african pieces and like all this different stuff i was joining any club that had dancing i joined the Filipino club because they were dancing I joined the the there was a break dance club even though it should have been a breaking club but um I was I was just going anywhere and then eventually my parents were like okay and they got me into a studio nearby and like I didn't have any fundamentals I didn't know ballet I didn't know anything I just knew like the little choreography I was learning at school so um I was like whatever dude put me in the level 1 of everything so i was learning ballet as like a sophomore in high school next to like 8 year olds and i was like whatever i i want to have this these uh the fundamentals in me and i took you know ballet tap lyrical and hip hop was you know the the dream <laughs> and that was my yeah. love so that's how i started and then it was a whirlwind from there on honestly
0: yeah so when did you decide like I kind of want to do this professionally. Like, was there a flip or did you always have that kind of in your mind when you saw dance? Like, this is it for me. Like, I'm going to do this as soon as you saw all that, all those sweaty breakers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I The thing that I fell in love with about dance, which is still my favorite thing about dancing to this day, and it's the thing that, that still keeps me... Keeps my love for dance alive was how you can connect with people, especially like your homies through dance. Like seeing America's Best Dance Crew, like, some of my biggest inspirations were like, so real crew quest crew is my absolute all time favorite crew ever. Um, like all those dudes, like the way that they interact together and the fun that they have and the way that they were able to, to put their personalities into what they were doing. It's like, you did not have to talk to these guys and you knew exactly who they were and they could make anyone smile and like their energy was just everything. Like that's what I wanted. So I didn't necessarily know I wanted to do it as a profession. I knew I wanted to be a professional at it and I knew I wanted to be in a dance crew and I ended up joining a dance crew and it was just like that honestly it was mad fun for years and years and years um I was in a dance crew throughout my four years in college. And that was super fire. And from there, you know, as you get older, and it's like, okay, I can't wait to dance crew forever. And like, now, now I have to pick a career and I got to do stuff. I started taking classes and training on my own, like outside of the crew independently, or in addition to. And then I continued to take class after college, obviously. And I was training and kind of freelancing and teaching dance. And eventually I auditioned for MSA. And so, Yeah, I
0: was going to say, so when so I met you, we did a deer dance alum, Lizzie Fleta. She did a heels piece. And that's when I first was exposed to the amazingness that is you. And I just remember like you came in, I think you only came to like one rehearsal and you just like picked it all up. You killed it. And I was like, Oh my God, who's this girl? I need to know more about her. Um, How, like, when did you officially enter, like, the professional booking and working as a paid dancer world? Because I feel like it happened, and then it really just Mm. happened. And I feel like you probably had a lot to do that. I I don't know. I have a lot of, there's a lot of questions in that, in that statement of, (laughs) (laughs)
1: let's
0: start, let's rewind a little. Like, when did you first get into this this world of professional dance
1: I would say as far as working you're asking about jobs yeah
0: like like booking jobs making it like a serious booking a lot constantly and that kind of thing
1: yeah um I would say things got really really real when I got signed with MSA Um, I was definitely booking some things on my own through like social media and through just knowing people and through teaching and X, Y, Z, you know, we have like 3000 jobs at a time. Um, I would say things obviously really started to pop off on a big scale when I was with MSA and I believe I got signed to them in 2019, like the beginning of 2019 maybe, or maybe it was the end of 2018, somewhere in that realm um, like that year went crazy. Um, and I, it's funny because I think just because of the way, like the time in which things come out and then also my own personal connections and projects and stuff, it looks like I'm constantly doing stuff with them and and whatever the case, but I feel like I guess you, you're you always like, nah, I could do more. Like I could be doing a lot more, but I guess, yeah, the the booked and blessed life that people assume is definitely when I started with MSA. Um, MSA has been so fire for me. They have been sending me out on, well, not sending me out now because it's all online stuff, but I was going to, in 2019, I did not have a regular job. I was going to castings and auditions constantly. I was teaching dance, um, And I would teach adult classes when I felt like it, like when I wanted to rent out, I would do like um, adult beginner classes or every once in a while, just like an open level choreography class at, you know, at Ripley, like everybody. And yeah, I'd say, yeah, around 2019, 2018, 2019.
0: Do you remember the very first job that you booked that felt like, whoa, this is a real deal situation? I
1: mean... I I remember feeling crazy. The very first casting I did, like audition slash casting, was actually for um, Lancome, the makeup company. Um, and I booked it. It was the first thing I ever auditioned for with my agency, and I booked it. And I was like, no way, is this life? And then obviously... <laughs> You don't book that often. It was just like a true stroke of luck. And I remember when they were like, well, you booked it and you're going to get paid X amount of hundreds of dollars. And I was like, "Wow!" Well, and they were like, oh, and you're, you know, um, you here's your call sheet and you're going to be on set at this time. And what do you want for lunch? Because they're going to order. And I was like, dude, this is fire. Oh, you're going to feed me and pay me. <laughs> and all I got to do is look hot and you're going to make me look hot. It's sick. This is life. <laughs> um... And that that was literally that was the first thing I auditioned for, and I, I got it like right off rip, and that was crazy. Now, then I found out as time went on, you're gonna get a lot of auditions, and you're gonna book probably ten percent of them, maybe. Um, so it was just again luck, but that was really really surreal. But I've had a few moments like on set being like, dude, is this life? Is this actually life? I did a music video. Thanks to Kelly Peters. He's a really big mentor of mine. He's like my dad. He's my dance dad, but also a little bit my actual dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did a music video with him where like we were dancing outside and we were in front of the city skyline. It was in my reel that you played, but like there were cars on fire around us. And I was like, and the camera was on a crane and it was swinging around and I was just like, this is life, I guess. <laughs> and I, But I was also, like, in the groove, and I was like, I'm bored for this. <laughs> like, that's, like, it was a, a really great feeling to feel that confident about something because I overthink a lot, and I'm always in my brain. But, like, there's a point where you know the choreo. Like, you could do it asleep and backwards and upside down. And then you're on set, and you're just like, this is bananas. Can't believe this is life.
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so interesting to hear you say that, that you were overthinking things because the impression that you put out there and like the the vibe and the energy is that like I think if I could pick someone who just like embodies confidence and like being proud of who they are and proud of the skin they're in, I would pick you hands down like you're the first person <laughs> that would come to mind because you just have this incredible energy of confidence but not in a like – snooty or cocky way and I always really like respect that and like wish I knew your secret sauce of how you you do that and I I don't know like how that journey has been with you like throughout your life I'm sure it it has more to do than just dance and who you are in the dance industry I'm sure it has to do with more of who you are as a person which is is equal as a dancer you have to be a person too but I don't know I'd love to hear like what that journey has been like or if I'm just totally reading social media because of course social media is what we want it to be but I don't know I just I love the way that you come across in life in person online as just like so proud of who you are and like I that's something that I strive to to have in life so I would love to hear a little bit about that if you would like to share (laughs) Um,
1: it's crazy. I, I feel like I'm catfishing y'all a little bit. <laughs> not, not actually, not actually. I'll Let me, exp- let me elaborate. I feel like there's a lot of ways in which I'm very confident. Like I, I'm a very, I'm rational. So I can see the duality in situations. Like I'm extremely confident in the point where I can, put on an outfit of all leather straps and just like be almost naked and like not have the stereotypical body and just be like, growling at the camera and crawling and like kicking and doing crazy stuff like because I know in my head aesthetically and artistically I have a vision and I know it's gonna look fire and then there's other days where I'm just like dude it'd be really sick to have like a regular hot dance body and like you get in your head about that but also then I flip back and I'm like but it's really important to just say f it because like I people see this and people look at me a certain way and i think it's important to uphold that kind of like hey y'all i'm not always comfortable in this either but i'm gonna do it because like i had a vision and i'm the only person who can make it happen because I'm the only person who sees it and I'm gonna make it happen so I want y'all to know that you can too and it's really all just in our heads so I can definitely I definitely feel both sides of it but ultimately the side of me that's like this actually doesn't matter and just do what you want that's the side that will always win at auditions for example I will walk into the room and I'll see the dancers and I will know that person's definitely better at than me at X, Y, Z, at freestyling, at whatever. And I'll know that, and it's not me being like down on myself, but I'll be like, I'm not as trained as that person in this. But I also know I'm not afraid to be stupid and I'm not afraid to be silly and I'm not afraid to smile and also be like, hey, what's up to people at auditions and be like, oh, you got space, you need more, what's up? And I'll, I'll kind of maintain like a very calm demeanor because again, this stuff isn't that important when you really look at it like I'm we're all just trying to have a good time and enjoy what we're doing so even when I'm at the audition and I might not be the most confident in the sense that I know I'm not the most trained or the most well fit for the job sometimes I end up booking the job because I look like I'm having fun because I am having fun and that's all that people want to see people don't want to see necessarily the person with the most perfect lines if they look so serious you know like they're they want you to feel joy and it, it goes back to the people that I was inspired by when I was in like the eighth grade like I wanted to do this because you could feel their joy and that's a very long winded answer to say I'm not that confident but I know the things that I am good at and I know that ultimately like the fun of it all is what kind of prevails that's mm. my answer <laughs> Ooh,
0: that was a mic drop that was amazing nice. <laughs> I love that yeah I think it's so true like at the end of the day like why why do we dance it's like because we loved it when we first saw dance like we love it and just because it becomes like your job or you're trying to book things and it gets competitive like if you lose that love you're not gonna have a successful career because you're gonna be miserable like what's the point at that at that point yeah I love that okay I think it's time for our first game. Let me get Ooh. my little... <laughs> would you rather? <laughs>
1: hey, I got a screen. I love it.
0: <laughs> okay, let's see what we get. These are very silly. And if you are watching live or watching the replay on YouTube, feel free to comment what you would pick. Um, and if you're listening to the audio version, you can always DM us and let us know if you're really... Feeling passionate about sharing. Okay, first one. Would you rather live on a planet dominated by robots or have cloves of garlic for fingernails?
1: Absolutely. Um. Whoa. <laughs> I'm kind of down with the robot. I'm kind of done with humanity. Let's try the robots.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All or right. Not. Next one. Would you rather have a pigtail for a nose or? Have to spend every other month walking around naked in public.
1: That's one way to go viral, baby. Uh, No, (laughs) um, I'm not doing the pigtails, so we're going to have to be buns out. and (laughs) It'll just be motivation to work out. (laughs) I love
0: it. (laughs) Okay, last one. Would you rather have an apple tree growing in your stomach or get stung by a jellyfish every time you take a shower?
1: The tree sounds deadly. (laughs) Um, it sounds like I wouldn't make it, and I have been stung by a jellyfish, and it sucks. I've been, I got stung by a jellyfish in Cuba, and it was not fun, but I'll take it, because I don't want to die, so there's that. (laughs) Okay,
0: amazing. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about passions outside of dance. One of the reasons that I knew I had to have you on here was because you made this amazing post, I believe it was like April- of who knows what i don't know what time is anymore what year Same. it might have been it might have been 2020 i guess right or no it was probably 2021 who knows yeah. i don't know it but you wrote out like a ton of thoughts about just like how important it is to be a real human and how this whole dance stuff you know booking the jobs is not that's not the reason why we do it it's great and it's amazing and to be on these amazing sets and everything, but being a full human and not like missing out on your life is so important. So I'd love to know what are some things in your life that you love that are not even related to dance at all. Well,
1: so many things. Um, I got a bike a few years ago. So when the weather's warm, I will bike anywhere that I can time allowing in the warm weather. Like I got a little speaker. I'm vibing. <laughs> um, I find that really, really freeing. I find things that I have to focus on that I have to do physically very freeing for my brain because my brain's constantly going. Um, So it's nice to have a thing to focus on, which I realized is great when you get like in the zone with dance. Like that's why it's great to focus. I feel very strongly about kickboxing. Um, I was a kickboxing instructor on and off. I have been a kickboxing instructor on and off since like 2015.
0: Um, Ooh, before it was really like the hot thing to do.
1: Yeah, it was before Rumble (laughs) and all these things. so kickboxing is really, really fire. I highly recommend, especially for any athletes. Like there's, that is the thing besides like sprinting, like it's the best cardio that I can recommend. Let's see my other hobbies. I work in animal care. So that's, it's a hobby slash love turned into another career. I'd say it's like we're 50-50 at this point, if not, I mean, animal care takes up more of my physical time now because of the pandemic. It's become kind of my full-time life, but um, animals are something I've always been passionate about. I always said if I wasn't going to be a dancer, I was going to be a vet. Um, so now we're living out our animal care dreams. So that's just a yeah. few of them.
0: What kind of stuff do you have to do, like, when you're working with the animal? So you work at a shelter? hmm cool. Yes. What kind of stuff do you, oh, that must be really hard but also Mm -hmm. fun I can only imagine it must be really heartbreaking at times Mm -hmm. yeah um
1: I kind of have to shut that part of my brain off and be like it's all for a bigger purpose (laughs) um when I'm there but for right now uh, I just started working at the shelter maybe six seven months ago I started as an animal care specialist so that's just like the regular daily care of the animals so um walking the dogs, cleaning out the cat kennels, you know, hanging out with the kitties, um making sure everyone's fed, making sure everyone has toys, giving them special treats that help occupy their time since they spend most of the time in the kennels if they're not out on walks. Um it's really important to have special toys that they have to like chew on for a long time because chewing and like special lick mats and stuff will help relieve their stress. It's like a self-soothing thing. So making sure they have that kind of stuff. Um, just recently I got promoted to, it's like an animal care specialist slash, I'm a canine representative. So now I will help do kind of like the behavior assessments uh, for when they come in. So I'll be working very closely with the animal behavior team. Um, and they are the ones that kind of, you know, there's there are signs on every animal's like kennel where they're kept and it tells it gives whoever's about to handle the animal a heads up like here are the things that i'm good about here are the things that i'm uncomfortable about here's how you should proceed with me and the behavior team is on the front line of figuring out what that is so when we have particularly instead of you know vicious we'll call them fractious dogs um dogs that have issues with the just in general or with the shelter kind of environment, the behavior team is the one. And now me, we are the ones who kind of figure out how to, um, go about interacting with them in a safe way and in a way that makes them comfortable. So, um, the shelter environment is extremely stressful for animals. It's not usual. It's not their home. Um, some of them are owner surrender. Some of them are strays. So they've never even been indoors for this long. So, um, You know, it's a
0: lot of figuring
1: out what that animal needs and how to make them more comfortable for the time that they're staying
0: with us. Mm, And I I can only imagine that there must be a lot of, like, people who got animals during the pandemic and then realize that now they're back at work and they can't take care of them anymore. So that must be really hard. Yeah, seeing animals come in or being, like,
1: surrendered back to the shelter. And it's like, oh, this dog has actually been here before and now he's back. And it's like...
0: (laughs) Oh, I know. I, I just want a house so I can take
1: all of the animals and take care yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, I was there, what, two months before I brought home a dog? Like, it was, I knew that was going to happen. Um, but, yeah, it's it's definitely tough. Like, when I started there, well, when I started, it was the summer, and summer is kind of the busiest time there. But um, when I started, my boss was telling me that the shelter was, like, at like 10 percent capacity and now we're at like 90 something like it's there's the population is just massive and there's a lot a lot a lot of animals so
0: adopt don't shop yes <laughs> adopt, adopt adopt and, yeah. and get as many as you can I know everyone has seen at some point one or both of the cats that I now have mm-hmm. I'm a foster fail and <laughs> adopted two cats during the pandemic and one of them is right now very interested in our craft so he might make another appearance but yeah I love that and something else that I know it's it's kind of related to the industry I guess in a way but I just love your eye for I don't know if it's like direction or like art direction like all your photography all of your like concepts do you come up with those uh, like yourself or do you work with other people like your videos I'd love to know a little bit of. it's kind of dance related and kind of like mm-hmm. the industry related but I think that that is something that is so cool to see your creative vision and everything that you come up with like I'd love to know more about that process and how you get your ideas and how you actually end up executing it because I feel like so many people get ideas myself included and I will have ideas four years and whether it's imposter syndrome or not understanding like how to get the resources and the people to make it happen it just it just never happens but for something that I I love about you is that you seem to make stuff happen so I'd love to know a little <laughs> bit about that process.
1: Um the process is I got to be honest, girl, I have 3,000 concepts in my head at all times. Like, basically, as soon as I hear a song, I have a concept for it. Um, like, I can see it. I can see the colors. I can see if I want dance or not. I can see what the setting is. I can see a storyline. Like, I've always, always, always felt like that. From s- literally since, like, the same time in my life where I was falling in love with dance in, like, 7th, 8th grade. I had a-, a portable CD player, and I would put on my headphones like after i went to bed and i was supposed to be asleep i'd lay in the dark and like have it on my stomach and have my headphones on and i'd be listening to like the cds my older sisters burned for me like like rant like hips don't lie shakira like like i'd be like seeing i I only say that because i was definitely on one of those cds because i would always see the music video for that and i'd be in my bed like i'm on tonight (laughs) um But, like, I can – that's just, like, always how my brains work. Like, I'm always, like, making movies in my head. As far as actually making them happen, um, it's about being resourceful, and it's about also not uh, skimping on the details because that's important. Um, Like, I have found that some of the most important things are not only your videographer for the quality of the project, but the setting – the setting is everything. And I will really not shoot something unless I have the right setting. So I have gotten creative as far as where to shoot. Um, I refuse to shoot in a studio unless it's supposed to be shot in the studio. So I will go on Peer Space or I will be like, I'll look at my friend's houses like, yo, can I use your house? Um, a really big one that I swear by is Airbnb. Airbnb you airbnb if you want a house you want a mansion airbnb it like whatever the case is that's what i did not for this birthday but the birthday before i wanted a mansion and
0: is that the buttons I... choreo mm-hmm. one that yeah. was literally the coolest <laughs> thing i've ever seen so you got an airbnb for that and just made yeah. it happen
1: yeah what well, so i didn't have a storyline for that i just like I wanted to be as ridiculous as possible because for my entire life, everyone's like, well, you have to do buttons. And I've been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to happen. Like, just, just let me, let me be ready for it. You know? Um, So that started, I know I wanted to, I knew I wanted a mansion. I thought I wanted like a big, like classic, like white marble, like very, like very influencer mansion, I guess you could call it. Very like Jeffree Star type (laughs) mansion. But, um, I they were like ridiculously expensive. And then I was still thinking about it, but I ended up coming across this other one. And that was like an ancient, like Victorian mansion in Connecticut. And then I was like, you know what? I could go in this direction. And then I was looking at the rooms that were available, that were like in the house. And I started to design outfits based on the color and the feeling of each room. So I knew I had an orange harness and that happened to work perfectly because it was like cream and orange and like those kinds of like almost 70s color palettes in the living room. So I was like, sick, I'm gonna wear white with that. <laughs> there was like a red fireplace type room. And I was like, great, because I know I want to wear sequins. And that's going to dance off of like the sparkles and that. There was no rhyme or reason for each of the outfits except for the actual room. Like, I just based it off of the room. I knew I wanted a spicy, like, partner piece. So, which I didn't even know, Chris. <laughs> I literally didn't know that man. And I messaged him. <laughs> I, I've met him in class like once or twice. And I actually called. I was on the phone with Jada Sean. And I was on the phone. And actually, da, Darian. Um,. I don't know if you know him, but uh-huh. I was on the phone with both of them. And I was like, dude, like, give me a tall dancer in New York City. I was going to have Dodd do it, but he couldn't. He wasn't free that day because I already rented the place. We were trying to figure out forever. Um, and I was like, and Jay was like, what about Chris? And I was like, yeah, Chris. And I was like, I don't know him like that. And I was like, well, I'm going to ask him. <laughs> so I just hit him up and I was like, would you be down? He was like, are you serious? Like, hell yeah. So... That was the first time we ever, like, hung out, interacted, whatever. I choreographed that couple piece, like, with my fridge. Like, literally my refrigerator. And I was, like, leaning against it like it was a man. And I was, like, I think this is going to work. And then I, like, put it on him. And he was super receptive. And he got it in, like, two seconds. And, like, I'm, like, grinding on his body. And I'm, like, sorry. Nice to meet you. (laughs) And then we, we literally had one rehearsal. And then... We just I picked him up in my car and Jada Sean came to the shoot and Charnel who filmed it quick visuals. And I had my other friend Yamata, my friend yams. Um, she came and she helped with onset stuff just like to set up because I had like 15 outfit changes um so she was like downstairs making an aesthetic as hell because she does set design and she knew I was like okay yeah, 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 yeah you know what's next just like help set up so her and my girl Charnel were downstairs like preparing the next room I get in the next outfit when that was done I get in the next outfit they just like set up the next room
0: <laughs> so so cool like that was a full professional production like you made a movie I when you dropped that I was just like my brain is exploding out of my ears this is incredible and it's just so inspiring to see someone do something so creative because I feel like so often we're like at least I can only speak for myself but like focused on trying to fit into someone else's box of what is bookable or what is like letting other people tell me what I should be and how I should be in an industry and what my path is and seeing you create so much I mean like for for anyone who's not watching this um this episode and only listening like you have a shaved buzzed head sometimes Mm -hmm. you pick different colors like it is so cool to just like see someone being so freely creative and themselves and I think that that is like such a gift that you're giving to the world and to other dancers to like show that a lot more is possible than what other Mm -hmm. people tell us you know Mm -hmm. so I just like I'm obsessed with everything you do. Uh, I've said that, like, 75 (laughs) times, but, like, I'll say it again.
1: (laughs) Thank you. And I got to be honest, like, everything, like, I've everything that has happened for me, it comes 50% really hard work, but also 50% just, like, falling into it. Like, shaving my head was not meant to be, like, this big, bold, like, this is – I'm going to be that bitch now. Like, it was not that at all. Like, I literally – freaking like my hair was dying because I kept changing the color like I I couldn't find what my color was I had long like hot red little mermaid red hair um for like two three years and actually that was what I was known for for a while that was when I was on my dance crew in college and everyone was calling me like little red that was like that was one of my nicknames and like that was me for a while and then I tried to change the color and I changed it like three four times and then I have curly hair and it wasn't even curling anymore like it was just tragic and I was like I'm gonna cut it real short and then my brother was like shave it off and I was like say I won't (laughs) and then but I put the thought in my head honestly like him being stupid like really put the thought in my head and I ended up shaving it and I was like this is what I've been looking for this is great this is the one and I had it just my natural color which is brown and then I bleached it and then I was like here we are we've arrived like this is the one but it took being experimental and being open to doing that like I thought I was going to shave it and grow it right back but that's honestly girl kind of how everything in my life works is just being like let's try this thing I don't know it might be stupid and then I'm like wait a minute this is what I needed you know and (laughs) you really don't know until you do it and that's kind of Like I said, 50% working really hard towards a specific goal, and then 50% just letting kind of Jesus take the
0: wheel. Mm. (laughs) I love that. Okay, well, it's time for our last game. Let me get my little questions. (laughs) Nice. So these are – it's less of a game and more of, like, a mystery. Um, Mm. So I'm going to just randomly pick. These are, like, loosely – organized by color i say this all the time a lot of the questions are from a website called questions ask your dad and i just like found them on the internet, and they're awesome questions so okay let's see what we get let's see and you can always veto them all right pick a color give me that blue Hmm. what is your least favorite word
1: The first one that came to mind, it's not even true, but the first one that came to mind is moist because everyone says that, but that's, it just came to mind because everyone says that. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't cringe when people say it, like some people cringe, you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) I feel like if it's like in relation to cake, like that's an an important, it's important to have like a moist piece of cake or something, but.
1: Yeah, give me that but that's yeah a now, <laughs> yeah yeah i can say i can't say i have a favorite word yeah okay
0: really. that's okay all right next question uh you pick
1: you the host oh my god yes yeah. okay well i'm gonna
0: pick purple because it's my favorite color are Beautiful. you good at time management
1: yes and no I, you know what dude if i know that choreographing for example if i know i have to teach tomorrow Depends on my mood. Sometimes I will choreograph that thing down to the wire. It's the night before and I'm like, don't even know what song I'm doing. And it might be like important choreography I have to make. And I'm like, still don't know. But I know that my emergency creative brain will kick in and get like have me covered. So not great with time management always. Sometimes though, almost every day I make a to-do list on, like, my phone of things that I have to get done that day. Um, And then, like, there'll be the essentials and the things that are not so essential could wait till tomorrow or whenever. Like, just things I want to get done. And I usually get all those things done. So I'd say, okay, pretty good. Decent.
0: (laughs) Okay. I think that's good. All right, next color. I don't know if it's orange or yellow, but that one. This one? Okay. Mm. Are your feet the same size? I
1: think. I think. I've never (laughs) had... I've never had... Shoe issues, you know, when people are like, I don't know, the right one's always tighter on my font. I've never had that kind of struggle,
0: yeah. so. Nice, yeah, very symmetrical. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. All right, the last one of these. If you could marry a fictional character, who would it be?
1: <laughs> Joe Goldberg. No, um, no. <laughs> from, from the
0: Goldbergs? Like the, what is, no, from you, Joe. the murderer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I thought you meant that show about the 80s with this Oh no, no. I don't no, think no, there's no. a Joe in that.
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about the serial killer. Um, no. <laughs> uh, fictional character. That's so hard. Marry one? Yeah. I'm like I'm heavy into I have a lot of types. I have a lot of types. I love nerds, but I also love like so like here's my range, right? Heavily okay. in love with Dr. Spencer Reed from Criminal Minds.
0: Okay. Also
1: Heavily in love with, like, Tony Stark, who's the complete narcissistic, like, butthole. Like, I'm all over the yeah. place. And then I'm in love with serial killers like Joe Goldberg. <laughs> so, like, am I well? I don't think so. <laughs> and um, I'm going to remain a free woman. I don't think I'm going to marry anyone because I just have so many tastes. I'll In this fictional world, I'll be a cheating woman. How about
0: okay. that? Yeah. S- <laughs> t- take a little from every... Every book and show. I love that. (laughs) Okay, well, the last question I ask everyone is, what brings out your most creative self? Um,
1: I would say it always comes from the music, which is a really stereotypical, I guess, answer. But like I said, like, since I've been little, I can just be alone in a room with headphones on. And when I hear music, I see colors and I see choreography even if I can't see the moves I can feel the energy of the choreography and I can feel if it's at a party or if it's between two people and I could feel all of that and it's it always comes from good music really good music um, which I feel like we're lacking right now so I haven't felt so creative <laughs> because I feel I keep dipping into older music and trying to find inspiration there but um, I, yeah I would say it comes straight from music and it often comes from other people just other people's energy like being around a person like i, I have the most fun dancing honestly in class and I, it's, it could be with a person i know or don't know and if i feel like we're just vibing having fun in class or in choreography next to each other like i'm having the time of my life <laughs> like truly um so yeah it's an it's an energy thing for me for sure between the sound and what it evokes in you and between uh people and what it can bring out of each other you know
0: yeah i love that okay well plug anything you have to plug where can people find you how can people get in touch how can people book you see all your magic tell the people
1: well the people um i am mostly on instagram i am too old for tiktok i just can't do it also my attention (laughs) span just can't um, it would be very bad for my health but um, i'm on instagram at it's freaking buttons it's freaking with no g so i n and at it's freaking buttons um, i do have a youtube and i am going to start trying to make videos i've been talking about it for a long time yeah yeah i feel like i've learned a lot over the years of being with my agency about like how to book things and how you should do self tapes and how you should do this and that. And also just like, let's talk about our experiences in the dance world. And I want people to feel like they're not alone Um, So I'm going to be doing that. So you can find me on YouTube if you look up buttons or it's freaking buttons.
0: Yes. Yes. We'll put a link and definitely go subscribe. I'm going to be watching all the videos because that's everything I want to watch. Amazing. Well, if you would like to follow me, you can find me at Haley Grove for my personal Instagram. And if you'd like to support this show, you can check out the deer dance pod instagram i'm slowly getting a lot of cool content up there little bits and clips and pictures and videos and stuff so definitely go check that out and then also subscribe to this youtube channel if you're watching on youtube essentially Haley, um i whoop, there's a cat fight happening um <laughs> i i <laughs> I love to make crafts and DIY stuff. That's how I stay creative and sane in this crazy world that we're in. So I love to share those over there and also dance life stuff as well as the videos for this podcast um and the final thing i'll plug is the patreon we have an amazing patron shout out to sophie um, if you would like to support this show and support the patreon there's a lot of fun perks like behind the scenes stuff you get all the craft information so you can craft with us every week And once I get to 100 patrons, I'm gonna be donating $1 a month for the Dancers Dream Grant Program, $1 per patron, um, so that I can support a dancer who has a creative project that needs help being funded, whether that is a concept video and you wanna hire a videographer or rent a mansion, an Airbnb mansion. um, Pay your dancers, rent a studio because you can't dance in your apartment and you don't feel safe yet going back to class. There are so many ways that we can help this community and lift everyone up. So if we get to 100 patrons, that will be amazing. That will be $100 a month that will go to a dancer in need. And the more patrons, the more money we can donate. So definitely check out all of that stuff. It'll all be in the show notes. And thank you so much for being here. This was such a great way to start off the year. And I am obsessed with you. I'll say it again. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Thanks for crafting and stuff with me. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm going to practice my stars. Well, I'm going to yep. get it right. Yeah. New I didn't resolution. Make a star at all. I made kind of yeah. like a blob, but you know what? We mm-hmm. tried, and that's the most important thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Well, good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to Dear Dance. If you enjoyed the show, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a friend screenshot the episode and tag me on Instagram at deardancepod. It's so fun connecting with listeners, so definitely check us out over on Instagram. And if you want a triple platinum superstar award, leave a rating and review on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This really helps give the show street cred on podcast platforms. Again, thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week for a new episode of Dear Dance.